Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Obert Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. In this Netflix and Dill episode, we're discussing Richie Mehta's seven-episode Netflix crime procedural, Delhi Crime, starring Shafali Shah as a deputy minister of police investigating a brutal sexual assault. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis people. Yeah, this is a big content disclaimer. Here it is. <sighs> we would also like to give the mother of all content warnings. Uh, if you are not aware of the subject matter of Delhi crime, if you haven't seen it, um, or, Maybe you look it up. or you haven't read about it, it is about the 2012 gang rape of Joyit Singh Pandey. And as a result, <laughs> this show deals with a, a lot of sexual violence and women's rights issues and misogyny. No uh, drugs, though. Uh, well, yeah, there's there's drinking. Yeah. Um, it's not every single thing you'd have content warning for. No. But it's pretty but close. It's, yes. So, you know, I, I, I just want to be very clear. Uh, we can't talk about the show without talking about the case. It's among and, the, It's probably the harshest thing we've seen, I'd say. Well, music report was pretty intense, but it was also kind of cartoonish. I, I mean, we'll we'll get to it. I, I think the show is very respectful in its portrayal of things, but it does discuss in detail the crime. Mm-hmm. And you don't see anything though. Yes, and it is horrific. And so, as a result, we are going to have to discuss these things. Um, so, if you're not interested in listening to us discuss gang rape, you can move on to, you know. Uh, another episode, whatever is next in your podcast queue, and uh, join us back here in two weeks for hopefully something lighter. But, but mark this one as played, though, so that uh, <laughs> the uh, this is what iTunes thinks is you played it. Um, I will say, though, this was uh, requested by our listeners. Our uh, horrible, horrible listeners. <laughs> so, Matt, you put up a poll on Twitter asking what our next Netflix and Dill should be, and what were all the options? Uh, Smoke was on there, Delhi Crime. I think Cricket Fever and Criminal Justice, mm-hmm. I think. And our listeners overwhelmingly chose Delhi Crime. And I mm-hmm. I wasn't looking forward to this this show. I, I kind of didn't want to watch it. I know a lot about the case. You've told everyone uh, we've met that you were <laughs> mad at me for watching the rape show. But I understand why our listeners chose it. it it's the most high profile of, mm-hmm. of the selections. Uh, and it's it's had a lot of critical acclaim. I think there's a lot of interest in in this show. And it's really also, well done. Yeah, you know, it, it's useful to have someone else watch it before you dive in. Yes. Uh, so before we get to that, uh, we're we have some ribs in the pressure cooker. So if you hear a pressure cooker going, yeah. that's the joy of listening to podcasts uh, recorded in other people's uh, dining rooms. <laughs> Uh, so we might have to break at some point when the pressure cooker goes off. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, we have a new condom for our... We've already given the content warning. Uh, for our mic. <laughs> Matt, tell me about this condom. Um, it's a <laughs> pop filter condom, basically. <laughs> it, it, We're supposed to sound better when we put oh, this thing on. We'll be what? less explosive with our sibilants. Yeah, and it's like... I don't know. Is it a condom or a foreskin? It really... No, it's a toque. He's, wearing a, toque? he's wearing a toque now. All right. Our, our mic has like a cap on it now. Yeah. So hopefully that will improve the sound quality of the show um, and drown out the noise of our pressure curve. A toque is what Americans call a night watchman's cap or like a beanie. Mm-hmm. But 
Both of those have dumb connotations. Just say toque. It's a great word. Yeah, it's a very Canadian word. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so the show we're discussing today is Deadly Crime. It's about Deadly the- Crime season one. Yes, season one. It's about the 2012 Delhi gang rape of Jyoti Singh Pandey, which happened on December 16th, 2012. She and her friend, Awindra Pratap Pandey, were attacked on a private bus after they had gone to see a film, mm-hmm. Life of Pi, interestingly enough. And uh, she was horrifically gang raped by six men on the bus. Including and, the bus driver. Including the bus driver. While it drove around, too. Yes, and she and her friend were thrown um, onto the street, and the, the men attempted to run over them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but they managed to, to, to roll to safety on the side of the road. Yeah, they went in the ditch. She died 11 days later. Um, in Singapore. From, yes, in Singapore from complications of the assault. Uh, if, if you don't know about this case, it, it's truly... It's pretty awful. It's truly horrific. Um, there was a, extensive internal damage um, to to her body. And, yeah, um, you could probably leave it at that. Yeah, <laughs> we will leave it at that. They do they do describe it in detail in the oh, show. Yeah. Quite a bit. Though they do not show it. Yeah, which I think is very important. It's basically the only thing I would say. Would make me not recommend this show to basically everybody. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think it's great. It's just the severity of the crime, yeah. the way it's talked about, and the fact that it's real is things that's going to bother people. Bothered me, um, but apart from that, I think the show is just really super good. And you didn't know as much about the case going into the show as I did. No, yeah. I didn't have any spoilers. <laughs> uh, so um, unfortunately, Jyoti Singh Pandey is no longer with us. Uh, her friend. Awindra Pratab Pandey did survive. Uh, the six men... He didn't get raped. No, but he was assaulted. Yeah, they beat him up pretty bad. And, you know, he... Almost got run over by a bus. He was there, and his clothes were taken... I mean, mm-hmm. they both... <laughs> they, it, was an or, it was certainly an ordeal. Oh, God. Jesus, I... Talking about this is going to be very difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, the six men were caught and arrested. Within, like, five days. yes. Which is the period of time the show takes place. Exactly. One died in prison, four were sent... By killing himself. Like, like, Yeah, though some believe there could have been foul play. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, actually. So, four were sentenced to death. Uh, One was a juvenile, and so he served three years and is now out. He's out, yeah. The other guys are still on death row as of the TV show, it's said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, and yes, and I think as of the recording as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this case received widespread national and international coverage. That's something that comes up a lot in the show, actually, is that um, it's more of about the PR about mm-hmm. the event than yeah. what actually happened. And I have to look something up on my phone. <laughs> Thousands of protesters took to the streets uh, to, to protest um, what had happened and also hold vigils. The case served as a lightning rod for discussions around sexual violence and women's rights in India and around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were receiving, you know, news about this. Uh, yeah, I remember when this happened. in Canada yeah. In, yeah. in 2012. It was it was a big deal everywhere. Yes, and I, I and they think made another movie about it, right? Yes, and I think it's still it it it's still 
it's notable. Like it's it's still you know that moment. I remember that moment. Mm-hmm. And and as a woman, you were still at school, I think. Yeah. 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 And you know, no, I just finished university. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, you know, the, the shock and the disgust. Mm-hmm. Um, and and as a result, you know, um, a lot some laws have changed in India, and I think, I think. A lot of women. It it angered a lot of women and brought a lot to the forefront, uh, both India, but also you know again like around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the victim's name. Uh, there's a law in India that victims of sexual assault can't be named in the media unless they or their um, family agree to it. So for a long time, no one knew um, Jyoti's name. Um, and so she was given a variety of pseudonyms, including Nirbaya. Nirbaya, uh, meaning fearless. And in the show, she's called Deepika. Yes, they changed the names of the two victims, and well, everyone. They changed everyone's name. So names so are changed police, to protect the innocent, basically. Yeah, all the police, like law and order. <laughs> all the police officers uh, are kind of. Fictional. They're based on real people. Some of them are amalgamations of real people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the victims' names are changed, and the perpetrators' names are all changed. So, mm. uh, all the names are changed. Um, I mean, they wouldn't even know the young guy's name because it wasn't released, right? Yes, we. Yeah. No one knows his name. Um, well, I mean, some people in the world know his name, but publicly, we don't know his name. I mean, if that got out, I mean, he's not. He's going to be in rough shape. Uh, to no, I, I mean, there's. Obviously, there's been a lot of media coverage about this case, and mm-hmm. there continues to be, and uh, there's been a lot of, of media created in response mm-hmm. uh, to, to this event. Uh, but two notable films uh, that are worth mentioning are the BBC documentary India's Daughter, which aired on television uh, everywhere outside of India. Mm. Uh, it's, it's an hour-long documentary, which... I, I think is well, well worth watching. It? I have. Yeah. Which is part of why I knew more about this case mm. um, before we watched the show than you did. Uh, it hasn't been released in India because it features an interview uh, with one of the uh, perpetrators of the crime. Hmm. And, and he says some pretty awful things. Uh, his lawyer also says some awful things. Hmm. Uh, and... Yeah, so, I mean, the BBC have, have complied with uh, the Indian government's request that it kind of be taken off of YouTube and not, not screened in hmm. India, um, though many people have, many notable people in India have spoken out about the, the value of the documentary. It's very good. I mean, I'm sure you could VPN, you could VPN and then watch it on a BBC I'm player. not suggesting that yeah. people break the law. Yes. I will also, also say... Don't, don't do that, but... <laughs> If you wanted to, there's probably a way to do it. Yeah, I'll also say it's heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, another film was made by Deepa Mehta a couple of years ago called Anatomy of Violence. I haven't seen it. It was received very poorly and seems to be some sort of like um, kind of improvised reenactment of the events. Oh, good. <laughs> That's what you need. Um, I'm, I'm not a fan of Deepa Mehta's work, which usually surprises people, as I'm yeah. a Canadian interested in Indian media, a feminist Canadian interested in Indian media. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not my cup of tea. 
Yeah, I mean that's the sort of thing you don't want so to I didn't provide. See it. <laughs> but uh, she has a she also has a show coming out on Netflix. But if you with want Uma Qureshi, so yeah, I don't know. It's the Handmaid's Tale type one, right? Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that looks kind of cool. Uh, let us know if you want us to cover that one, Lena. Yeah, I'll watch it. Um, but the reenacting this sort of thing is what the what what are they called? Intimacy coordinators or intimacy coaches? that they have on TV now, that's what they're for, right? Because, um. like, you hire them, Game of Thrones use them, lots of shows where people have sex have them, because mm-hmm. it's, like, making sure that the actors are comfortable. Mm-hmm. And improv is kind of the opposite of that. So that that seems questionable. I haven't seen the film, so mm. I, I can't say much about it, but it, it didn't have great reviews. Uh, so this series was written and directed by Richie Mehta. No relation to Deepa Mehta. He is also a Canadian filmmaker, hmm. but again, no relation to Deepa Mehta. Deepa Mehta does have a brother who made the film Cooking with Stella, and Richie Mehta also has a brother who's a film writer. Hmm. Uh, they're both Canadian, but they're not related. Um, he directed two previous Hindi-language Canadian films, Amal uh, in 2008, which was uh, very well-received. It was nominated for a lot of genies. Hmm. Uh, I don't think they're called the Genie anymore. No, they're not. They're called the the Canadian Screen Awards now. Yeah. Is it still like kind of a wobbly face? Uh, I don't remember. Hmm. You know, for all my love of awards ceremonies, I've never watched the Canadian (laughs) Screen Awards. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Canada. (laughs) Siddharth in 2013. He also made this film with like Haley Joel Osment a couple Hmm. years ago. I think it was called I I Will Follow You Down. I want to say that Gillian Anderson was also in it. I don't remember it being very good. Um, but, but he's this, an indie guy, so he's Canadian, yeah. which means you're indie. <laughs> yeah, kind of by default. Yeah. Yeah, unless you're like Denny Villeneuve. <laughs> yeah, unless you get called up to the majors and <laughs> you go make Dune. Yeah. So he uh, researched uh, this case uh, for six years. Wow. Yeah. He. Um, so that means like he's been researching and just filmed it, and now like he's been working on this. Since it happened. Pretty much. Wow. Yeah. And I think at first he thought he was going to make a film, but then the, the story was too big and, and it became mm-hmm. a series. Um, I, I mean, I don't think he's been exclusively working okay. on this for six years, but he's, he's he spent six years researching. He interviewed the former commissioner of the Delhi police and met with the investigating team as well as other officers involved in the case. And so that's how like a lot of the characters are based on real people or amalgamations of real people. Mm-hmm. So the show is seven episodes long. It was released on March 22nd, 2019. It has an ensemble cast, which includes Shafali Shah, Rasika Dougal, Adil Hussain, Rajesh Taylan, and Yashwini Dayama, who we have seen almost all of her filmography. Yeah, <laughs> She's her- also been in Phobia, Dear Zindagi, and Made in Heaven. Yeah. So there's another show, I think, called Adulting that we've never seen. I really like her. We should watch that. We could complete the, <laughs> you know, all the stuff. She's interesting because I know in my head that she's probably in her 20s, but she reads like she's 14. So she's played mm. little, like, kids in this one. Little teenagers, yeah. Yeah, she's like 18 in this she plays one. plays her age in Dears and Diggy. Yeah, she's like... Well, she's a she's a teen in this one, mm-hmm. in uh, Made in Heaven. She's probably even younger. Yeah, she's still going to high school, I believe. Yeah, but in yeah in Dear Zindaki. so she's like one of Ali Abbott's uh, gal pals. Yeah. yeah, so she could play you know a variety of ages, but yeah, she's always good. Mm-hmm. I really like her. I it'd be nice to see her 
in something where she plays the lead. Or like not on a streaming thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> it looks like that adulting show is also possibly streaming. Yeah. The series spans six days, December 16th to December 21st, from the incident to the capture of the last suspect. It's received generally positive reviews, mm-hmm. and it looks like it will continue as an anthology series, and the next sequence... And the next season will focus on the same cast, but a different crime. Do we think it's another real crime? I don't know. Hmm. I mean, Delhi is one of the largest cities in the world. Yeah, (laughs) real crimes happen all the time. There's a lot of things. um, And, you know, unfortunately, there have been a number of notable sexual assault cases since this one in 2012. So I don't... Including article, there's another film coming out later this month called Article 15, which is about another notable in Delhi. Uh, no, it's it's in rural India, but it's yeah. also about that's uh, Ayushman gang Krana, rape right? Case, yeah. Yes. Uh, so that'll be another fun movie for us to discuss. Uh, so yeah, I don't I don't know if it'll stay true crime. I'm not too sure. It would it would be strange for them to go to fictional crimes. Yeah, but I guess they it would might. Be. It would be strange. I mean, Law and Order kind of shifts between it'd be nice like remakes of things that happened and then yeah made up ones. So, but that it's also like one episode at a time. It'd be nice if the next one was like a bank heist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, is there something more akin to a uh, uh, like raid or um, special twenty six? Special twenty six. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Law and Order, this film really reminds me of Law and Order in that it's kind of that first half of Law and Order span yeah. spanned out over seven episodes. Um, similarities to the French Connection. Well, Matt himself has said he was inspired by the French Connection and hmm. Zodiac. Um, which Zodiac, I could see. I yeah. certainly see. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Like it's a procedural, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what's fun about procedurals is seeing how things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this show is great. The do you only want th- to describe like the the plot and the mood? Sure, I could do the that. Setting and some of the characters. I'll say ahead of time though, I think it's great. But the only reason I won't recommend it to someone like your mother, for instance, who loves British crime shows, which this is very much in the same vein of, I it's just that the severity of the crime is so bad. Yeah, and it's described so viscerally. There's a moment in the show when a judge comes to to record the statement of of the victim uh, in the in the show called Deepika. And she kind of comes in with a certain a certain idea, a certain attitude of, you know, like she's there to do something important, but they're trying to, you know, get this on the record and she wants to film it and, you know, she she takes things seriously, but you know, it's just kind of like work for her. Yeah. And you see her transform as she speaks to the victim. And I think we hear the entire statement too. Her yeah. Her statement it doesn't take a long time. And when she leaves the room and it just I think I think that's kind of to a certain extent what the show wants to do. Mm-hmm. It, it wants you to understand the the severity, the the impact, the the awfulness. But it's not gratuitous. It doesn't show you the attack. Mm-hmm. Um it it's really on the side of the police, which I think, you know, is something that we can potentially get into. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, does, it doesn't shy away from the, the details in terms of kind of audible descriptions. Correct, yeah. It's, yeah. it's very clinical. Yes. Um, so, with the show, we have Shefali Shah playing 
Vartika Chaturvedi, who is a DCP who's in charge of the district where it happens. And um, we follow her basically the whole time. She's the main character. Mm-hmm. But we also follow quite a few other cops that get essentially seconded to this case. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to name them all because there's like 14 different guys. <laughs> yeah. But you have Rajesh Tailang, who plays uh, the DCP's basically second in command. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what his uh, rank was, but he's her right-hand man. And each cop gets kind of a little bit of backstory, too. So he's trying to marry his daughter off yeah. and having difficulty with that. And Shafali Shah is trying to convince her daughter that she should stay in Delhi. On the worst possible <laughs> time ever to do so. And as opposed to going to Toronto, which, yeah. you know, I've been to Toronto. It's nice. Toronto is fine. Um, I'm right sure now Delhi is seems, also very nice. Toronto <laughs> seems very exciting right now with all the basketball. That's what they've yeah. had happening. But, uh, yeah, Rajesh Talang is her right-hand guy. And, yeah, it's all like, well, there's a lot of plainclothes cops who get mm-hmm. sent off on various missions to find these guys. And what I really liked about this show is that it is very procedural and also kind of old-fashioned in the way that they do this. Mm-hmm. And Rassica Dugal plays a police officer who's kind of like within her first couple weeks. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> again, a pretty tough first job. Yeah, and she's uh, kind of engaged to this army guy who's uh, always calling her and wondering why she's constantly at work. And she's been asked to stay at the hospital with the victim and the victim's family. She's about the same age. Because she's close to her age. Yeah. Yeah. But she does have to take breaks every now and then to go deal with riots. Yeah. Because the the cops are getting... uh, There's riots happening. So the show is, you know, I would say 50% about solving the case. And it's pretty satisfying. It's a lot of, like, walking around like, hey, do you know where this guy's brother is? Okay, thanks. Mm -hmm. And tracking down leads and stuff. Uh, my MVP of the show is the guy who does cell phone records, <laughs> who just wants to go home, but keeps getting called in to do more cell phone records. Everyone wants to go home, and anytime anyone suggests going home, Shafali Shah just gives them the death glare. Yeah. <laughs> you know, from the moment that she, kind of in the middle of a night, gets the phone call about about this case, uh, through to the rest of the show, she is 100% completely committed to... To the mission, to, to investigating this, to bringing these guys in. Well, there's a variety of reasons why, too. One, it's her job. Two, the severity of the crime and yeah. the people should be punished. Three, she wants her daughter to realize, like... <laughs> she wants her daughter to realize that, like, Delhi's an okay place to live and it's mm-hmm. not, uh, you know, awful. And some more stuff happens with politics, basically, because there's a minister who wants to take control of the Delhi police. Yeah. And he's kind of hanging them out to dry on this. Um, The media is saying that it took the officers a really long time to take the pair to the hospital and to get there. And the, the DCP is hamstrung by the fact that she can't let various bits of information go Yeah, because the case depends on it. So she's fighting with one hand tied behind her back. Uh, it reminds me a lot of a novel I read last year when we were in Montreal called um, Six Four by Hideo Yokoyama. So that is a Japanese novel about a kidnapping. Mm. And the main character is not a detective. He's actually the PR flack for the police. Mm. And the story is about him controlling information. 
Uh, there's kind of new news guys that sit around the station waiting to hear stuff that happens. And think about this yourself. Is it in the public interest to know, you know, a victim's name right away? Intellectually, you can think, oh, this could hinder their case. Someone might know that name who they're trying to catch. They might run away. You know, you well, don't want... Well, a bigger deal is if they re- release the information that they've caught some of them, that that... Yeah, and then the other guys might scarper, even though, I mean, they run all over the place. They go to uh, Haryana and uh, I think Rajasthan. Like, they're they're running. They go to Naxal territory. Yeah, they go to Naxalite territory. Like, they really make it difficult for the cops. But, yeah, you don't want to release the fact that you've caught four out of six of them. You don't even want to tell the family that, even though you probably want to. Like, you want to say, like, Mm -hmm. we're doing a good job, we're, we're catching them. But the media and the politicians are. You know, putting the screws to them, saying, you know, the cops are just sitting on their asses, eating donuts. They're not doing any work. They're taking too long. <laughs> Meanwhile, what we see is the complete opposite of that. Yeah. I mean, it's extremely pro-cop, right? It is. And that was... And I was actually a little bit surprised that some of the, uh, let's say, more extreme tactics that we see in Hindi films to extract uh, info out of suspects don't come into play. Yeah. In fact, I think um, there's some slapping. But, there's some slapping, yeah. but um, uh, Niti Singh is called in to uh, well, after they catch the first guy. His name is Jason. Mm-hmm. So after Shivali Shah has thrown her shoe at him, she basically tells Niti Singh, "Like, look, we're all gonna look away. You could do whatever you want to this creep. Like, he's pure scum. Feel free. You could beat him up. You could do whatever mm-hmm. you like." And she says, "I don't even want to touch this guy." Yeah. Which. You get that. This this guy is awful. Uh, he's unrepentant. The rest of them blame him for the whole thing. I don't know if this is just them being cowards, but like they say that he's a psycho who thinks about this sort of shit all the time. Yeah, and it's it's interesting to kind of compare this film to something like Talbar, mm-hmm. where here they're so concerned with making sure that everything is done by the book that but it's because like they're being investigated that's and they well, and they want to do it right but like they have there's a whole there's a woman cop whose job it is to monitor every piece of evidence and make sure it's a it's, great character she's good yeah I like her yeah. a lot but like her job is just to make sure that they do their jobs right yeah and don't and, have anything that the defense could use yeah and it's an interesting like but that starts before they're being before the police are being investigated yeah the it de- starts from the, the night of the incident well Shafali Shah's character realizes like this is big yeah. And it gets bigger and bigger, and she she figures, okay, I need someone whose entire job it is to maintain evidence control because we need to we need to string these guys up, essentially. Yeah, and so it's just so interesting uh, how did, like, the different approaches, because in Talvar, so much of that film is about the way in which the cops didn't do things properly and mm-hmm. let kind of evidence sit for days. And I mean, that story was national news, but it wasn't international like yeah. this thing turns out to be. Yeah, but from the get-go, Shafali Shah, like, I mean, she, and she doesn't know how how far this story's going to reach from the get-go. No. Her character doesn't. So from the get-go, she's like, we have to dot all our I's and cross all our T's, and this, is, this has got to be done by the book and, and done airtight. Yeah. As you were saying that, the police come under scrutiny from both the media and the government for kind of not handling things as, you know, quick, not reacting as quickly as they could. Well, I think it's and, Rajesh Talang's character who says, well, we, we just dealt with a gang rape case for last week. Like, you know, 
these actually happen fairly regularly. Mm -hmm. What's so special about this? And then you hear exactly what happened. Again, we're kind of pussyfooting around this and not saying what it is, but it's pretty bad. So I did read some interviews with the the surviving victim and and he doesn't, he is a different version than what you see in in the show. He kind of Mm -hmm. says like they, they were slow to react. I wouldn't take the show as the truth. It is very much on the side of the police and it's, Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it glorifies them, but it no. certainly shows kind of. It's like a whole police force of. Their job. It's like a whole police force of Columbos, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> none of the, none of them is really, uh, you know, glossy. And no one should expect, you know, a a piece of entertainment to be like quote unquote the truth. But mm-hmm. I, I just I just want to say that you know there are some some different viewpoints out there about how things were handled and and there were some repercussions because of the case against the the police mm-hmm. um so you know it's that's too but, much to fit in the show though yeah but i think you know for the perspective that the show takes um and and the way it handles things i i was i was impressed i, w- I was really not like you were really reticent but like yeah i think that first episode is tough because you're kind of seeing all of it happen mm-hmm. in real time like you don't you don't see the event happen, but everything else and like the discovery of the horror of what's happened. And that was a, that's pretty rough. But that after that, it's kind choice. of yeah. After From what that, I understand it, Meta did get the um, permission of uh, her family. See, that's what I wanted to ask about. Like, why are they making entertainment of something so horrific? I think. Well, okay. True crime is very popular. True crime is very popular. Um, this was a very important and landmark case. People outside of India know this. If you had to pick a true crime case that has the reach, it would be this one. When we've told, um, you know, people that we know here in in Canada who know nothing about Indian media or Bollywood, Mm -hmm. uh, what this show is about, they all are aware of this case. Mm -hmm. Um, I think think people want to understand what happened. I think that this case had a profound effect and and people want to people want to understand and there is a certain kind of vindication so to speak a certain kind of revenge of watching of watching these guys get their comeuppance yeah cuz they're all like morons right yeah basically they're and, mis- and 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 I think misogynists well they're definitely misogynists it goes with being a moron but they're also like this is not some sort of grand design this was a crime of passion you would say just on the spur of the moment by a bunch of dullards who like yeah honestly i'm not pro death penalty but these guys i think you could you could hang them yeah i i, I am i'm perfectly fine with them not being on the face of the earth anymore yeah. i'm surprised that the kid didn't get tried and is an adult yeah that really surprised me he was only months away from his 18th birthday that seems strange like and, and a half i do think just thinking about Similar cases in Canada, teens often get tried as adults when it's like something this bad. When it's murder, I think it's usually if they're this close to to yeah, adulthood. I, I think yes. that here I here know. they usually like in big profile, high profile cases. Though I remember just hearing this all the time that a kid, like you know he's going to be tried as an adult because the severity of the crime was so bad and mm-hmm. it's you know premeditated. This was not premeditated, so. You can try them on murder, but it's not murder one. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jay Singh. That guy was a psycho. Well, then he's no longer with us. <laughs> yeah, he, he took that one into his own hands. 
but the, the show talks about like it makes you think about the the difference between vengeance and justice right yeah because you could tell the Shafali Shah's character if she was not on the hook for this she would maybe just take care of this on her own like these guys are scum and she knows that she has to do this by the book but she's visibly repulsed by their presence and would be would like nothing more for them to just get shot and everyone you know everyone that comes in contact with this case from the victim to the judge to the victim's family um just says you know like they should burn they should hang like, yeah they're scum because it, it it really is awful yeah it is <laughs> i can't i, I there are there are and no a different words. sort of movie this would be like a like a death wish style thing where it'd be yeah. about going to kill these guys but and I, you would you would appreciate that it'd be like yeah I they had it, it coming it is smart it's a test of the legal system though just because this is about as severe a case as you could think of and to have due process happen you know mm-hmm. is that's what you want in a society but even though all your instincts would say you know just shoot them yeah i think it is smart to not show the assault uh on screen for it to happen off screen i think that's very important that's would as a result the show doesn't feel exploitative or gratuitous Mm -hmm. i think it's also really smart to make um three essentially three of our four main characters women who are reacting to this and so we have shafali shah uh who's who's horrified and and trying to trying to do her best to catch these men as quickly as possible and make sure that this is going to be airtight for when it goes to trial. Yeah. You know, she she is pursuing justice. Then you have Rassica Dougal, uh, who's... <laughs> first day on the job. Well, Has to go deal with the riots. It's not quite her first day on the job. But yeah, just kind of like... She, she becomes our... Almost like... Our proxy. She is yeah. kind of like she's the new audience to the whole thing. proxy. She's yeah. new to it. She's spending a lot of time with the family, and and she's upset and she's shaken and she's kind of questioning uh, what this means. I think for her future, because at the same time, you know, she's trying to make this decision about like family versus career. With yeah, this. should she get married to the army guy? Though I think it's very clear that she's always going to choose her career, and even yeah. when she's talking, he to seems nice enough though. He, she just can't tell him what's up though. But but also to a certain extent, like she's. She's like our victim, uh, a young woman who has her whole life ahead of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Shafali Shah's daughter, played by Yasha Sunni Diama, uh, she gets involved in the protests. She gets involved in the riots and kind of the 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 public reaction to to this case and and mm-hmm. kind of and the concern that people have of we're not knowing. Details about what happened, not knowing if if the police are finding these guys, not well, they're defaulting to the Delhi cops are going to sweep this under the rug. They don't, yeah, care. yeah, and 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 she, you know, her mom can't tell her what's going on, and so she's hearing stuff, you know, from the media, and that's what and she getting into fights at school for saying that her mom's lazy and not doing the case. Yeah, right. so I think like having those three perspectives when dealing with, you know, like. <laughs> a topic like this women's rights and mm-hmm. sexual violence i think is very i think it's very smart i think meta did did a good job of balancing out kind of these three women of three different generations at three different points in life who are connected to this event and 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 trying to cope mm-hmm. it's um i'll say this shafali shah's fantastic at this show yep. I would watch, she's always good I would happily watch like three more seasons of her 
kind of angrily tromping around solving mysteries. It's great. She's always good. And Rajesh Telang, I think he was a good uh, sort of yeah. right-hand guy. Um, there's a lot of good character side actors. guys. A lot of good characters. I think actors. it's, yeah, Vinod Tiwari. So Vinod Sharawat plays the, um, <clears throat> I believe he is. You correct me if I'm wrong. Wikipedia's not telling me. But I believe he's the guy who's running the station that's the closest to it. Mm. And he's kind of an interesting guy because, like, his station doesn't have enough money to keep the electrical bill on. Mm -hmm. He's kind of a careerist, but also maybe a bit lazy. And I spent the whole show thinking, like, oh, this guy doesn't screw it up. He's, like, a career police officer. He might not be the most attentive. But even he's on board for getting this done because they all look... They all look good afterwards. They all solved this horrible crime. They caught everybody within six days after a countrywide manhunt. But even that, that guy's just like, his wife is trying to come by the station. He's got mm-hmm. things happening at home. You really do feel for the cops. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a, a weird notion for me. But yeah, like you, their job is not easy. And especially there, they never take vacation. They're always getting called in at weird hours. It's a difficult job. They spend and six days. They spend six days on a case. Home. They're dealing with the worst people imaginable and seeing the worst things imaginable. It's difficult for your psyche. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of the ending, I, I liked the ending. It didn't feel... It's a little bit impressionist. Yeah. It didn't feel... Well, how do you end this? Like, it doesn't feel celebratory. I think you were expecting that we, we would get the trial, like... Mm-hmm. That we would get kind of a full Law and Order, but we really only get the first half of Law and Order. Yeah, uh, I I liked it because it's just kind of I think I think it's just very clear how this experience has changed. They're still just doing their jobs. It's just another day on the job. It's just another six day stretch, but it has changed them all. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think that change is is kind of you know a microcosm for how this has really affected a lot of people yeah you know it's yeah it was a tough show but i'm glad i watched it and it's it was tough su- but good I, I, surprisingly addictive even though we knew the outcome we also don't watch a lot of mystery shows like a lot of these tr- crime murder shows yeah you like top of the lake i loved top of the lake yeah, yeah. and we liked killing eve killing well that's not the same thing like i'm yeah. thinking of these bbc Sad people in a sad town. Young girl dies. This sad detective has to figure out. Yeah, I think your mom would like this show. You I just th- said you wouldn't recommend it to her. Well, no, I think if you explain to her that yes, the ca- the case is awful, but you don't see any, it's not gratuitous. Yeah. And you know it has a happy ending as far as these things go. Um, I think she I think she would appreciate the procedural aspects. Yeah, of it. it's a very good procedural. Yeah, uh, we should. That's why I'm way. so excited to see more of it. I want I want to see another season. Yeah, we should talk about the way it's shot. Yeah, um, so lots of one of, take, uh, moving around and pretty effective. I yeah. would say it's really ground level, kind of on location shooting. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of, a, it's not quite neo noir, but there's kind of a, a there's a it's very darkly lit. A it's lot night of night for night. Yeah, it's night for night. Whatever uh, lights would have been on at the time, that's that's what you get. Yeah, it feels very authentic. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also like the soundtrack a lot. It's subtle, but it comes in with some interesting kind of synthy, kind of angry riffs. And I love the cool. set design, especially Shafali Shah's kind of office that she's using during the case, which mm-hmm. is like, is so unglamorous. Yeah, it's just like a crappy office. They've got a, a uh, list of the six guys on the wall that they're crossing up when they get them. There's a map. I know we've already praised her, but the way that, like, she speaks to everyone in her office, 
I loved it. She's just like, she's a woman in charge who has a plan and she's just like, has no time for mostly the men that they're kind of passed through. So she's really good at something that most Hindi actresses don't get to do, Mm. which is selectively swearing at people. (laughs) Because you get to do it if you're in Mirzapur. You get to do it in a couple other shows, but you don't don't get to do it that often if you're someone of her age. You're usually just playing someone's mom. Which is what she did in uh, Dildo Dakanido, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a mom with an eating disorder in that show. But in this, she's, like, telling officers, like, you know, what do you... Like, there's some kind of beat cops who are watching the guys and kind of taunting them and telling them, like, oh, your mom's going to find out about this. What do you think? And she's like, they can't kill themselves. You know, you have to... Even though they're repelling human beings, you have to just, like, guard them, even though it's kind of... You know, it feels good to goad them on. Like, just let them, you, you know, let justice take its course. Let the system handle this. But if you go back to Monsoon... And she yells at these guys. Yeah. But if you go back to Monsoon Wedding, mm-hmm. uh, which we discussed on Treasure in the Movies, if anyone wants to listen to that, mm-hmm. uh, she plays a victim of sexual assault there. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she's that woman. I She's she's fearless. I think... She like, should be in more movies. I feel like it goes without saying how great Shefali Shah is. I feel like... Her and Ratna Pathak should have, like, a detective show. <laughs> Wouldn't that be good? Sure. I'd watch that. I, I would totally watch that. <laughs> They're solving mysteries. So yeah, despite my trepidation, uh, I I found the show very well done, and I, I actually enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult when the subject matter is so repellent to yeah. enjoy it, but I had a good time watching it. Yeah, and I, I think... I'm not a huge fan of true crime stuff. I've said that many times on the show, and I think many times on this episode already. Uh, partly because I find it somewhat sensationalist, and also I think I'm easily disturbed. I'm not disturbed by fiction, but mm-hmm. I'm easily disturbed by kind of like real things. Uh, but I, I, I see value in this. I see value in like keeping this this story alive you know i i certainly don't think it's that people are kind of you know going to forget it but there's a value in continuing to to discuss these things and also Um, i guess if this was a big enough national case that people were having riots thinking that the cops didn't do their job and people showing that their cops actually you know with some dramatic license did their job is probably a good thing and from what i understand um you know in india people like this brought um, the topic of sexual violence at the forefront of people were discussing it at the dinner table and like you the know, show or the event the event yeah. in, in real life you know and yeah. you know with their classmates at school you know like and we need we need to talk about these things we need to confront these things I mean these it things, would that there were a better reason to yes but these things are happening and it's it's horrible it's, it's horrible and it needs to stop and I am just one woman who can't stop all these things and I'm trying so it's probably time to wrap the show Matt <laughs> yeah uh, so for you will cry like if like hearing the descriptions of this case which I'd already knew like it just it, it's bone chilling mm-hmm. alright it's pride month here in Alberta and our sponsor for this week's episode is ATB 
ATB lights it up rainbow style for Pride across Alberta every year. From their building in downtown Edmonton to the Pride Brick Road at their Stephen Avenue branch in Calgary. Uh, ATB is a longtime partner of Camp Firefly and Firefly in Schools. And their Pride MasterCard ads have probably made you cry with their accepted everywhere message. For more information about ATB's commitment to Pride in our community, check out atb.com slash community slash pages slash pride. To put it mildly, this show wasn't easy to get through. Matt and I required a fair amount of comfort food, namely ice cream and bourbon, and a heavy dose of lighthearted entertainment to cleanse our palates. If, like us, you're looking for something a bit gentler after this episode, I recommend Mess Hall Podcast. It's a weekly show where host Avery Cochran chats with interesting personalities, including comedians, foodies, and fellow podcasters, about food. Invariably, the conversation comes around to pizza, the ultimate comfort food. You can find Mess Hall Podcast and the rest of the member podcasts at albertapodcastnetwork.com. I'll also remind you that there's still time to fill out APN's listener survey. It's open till June 17th, and by completing the survey, you're eligible to enter a draw to win one of three $100 cash prizes. You can find the survey at albertapodcastnetwork.com slash survey. Watch the show if you can If you can it. handle it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's really well done. If you're a true crime fan, you know, check it out. But mm. yeah, be forewarned. It's a rough watch. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that brings us to the end of this Netflix and Dill. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't know what our next Netflix and Dill will be. There are a lot of options. Could be Layla. That looks cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd also, I'd really like to check out some of the shows on Hot Star and Arrows now, which I don't feel like get as much. We um, tried. People want, people wanted to. They didn't want to hear about so smoke. So our next one, I'm gonna say, is gonna be on either an Arrows now or a Hot Star show. It could be hostages. I've heard a lot about hostages while watching cricket this week. So, <laughs> yes. um, you know, that and uh, money transfers. So. Yeah. So yeah, I, our next one's not gonna be on an Amazon Prime or Netflix. It'll be Hot Star Arrows now, so we can kind of. Test those waters. Right. I also promised some people on Twitter I would uh, okay. say some uh, Hindi words because I'm using a new app called Drops. Okay. So here's a check-in with the words I know. Okay. Um, uh, I'll check in with you guys next week with some uh, updates on my Hindi language adventure. You mean in the next two weeks? In the next two weeks. Uh, I learned chaku for knife and soup for soup. <laughs> And salad. And for salad. salad for salad. Yeah. And mushroom for mushroom. <laughs> I, yeah, I would say the words that sound very similar to, you know, the English word, maybe they just are the English word, are the easiest words for you to learn. So far, yeah, I'm using some knowledge that I already had, and it's helping <laughs> quite a bit. All right, so we will be back in two weeks uh, with the regular episodes, a full-size episode, uh, and we are going to be discussing Shahid Kapoor. Yeah, you heard about this guy, Shah Kapoor? <laughs> His new film, Kabir Singh, the remake of Arjun Reddy, is uh, coming out. So uh, we're going to go back into his filmography. We got Kapoor fever over here, folks. <laughs> yeah, and talk about uh, some of his notable performances. Uh, I don't think we've selected all three films yet, but we're definitely talking about Kamini. Yeah, and it's ones film. we haven't talked about, because we've talked about Jab We Met, we've talked about uh, Hater, mm-hmm. so some of the two best ones. Part of, part of why we haven't, like... <laughs> officially chosen uh, all three films yet but comedy definitely for sure and then uh, a couple others mm-hmm. um, I don't know if we'll see Kevier Singh for the episode we'll see so yeah I probably won't be able to look for that in two weeks in the meantime Matt how can people look up with the show well you can check us out on Facebook uh, look up uh, Bollywood is for Lovers 
Uh, we're at Bollywood Pod on Twitter. I'm yeah. at Matt underscore B O W E S. And uh, on Facebook and Twitter, we'll definitely update you on what three films we've. Yeah, yeah. For, if you if you really want that Kapoor fix, you could find out what it is. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at Ernie Fraser E R N E F R A S E R. Show notes are in your app, but also on BollywoodIsForLovers.tumblr.com. The full show notes are on Tumblr. Yeah, Tumblr. Um, good jokes there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there like- there's not going to be too many on this one, but uh, usually we got some good gags. We'd like to invite you all to uh, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. It really helps uh, new people find the show. We'll read out our reviews on air. It also like makes us feel great about ourselves. So you know, five stars. Yeah. Uh, while you're over at Apple Podcasts, you, you can while you're over at Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe to my other show that I do weekly with Paul Matwichuk called Trash Art in the Movies. Uh, we have an episode coming up about Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton, so that should be mm. fun. Uh, we're gonna be watching. Who's so it's on like marriages that went well. <laughs> yeah, we're watching Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Uh, we'd also like to give a shout out to Becca Dalkey for our yeah. artwork. Our lovely picture of a good dog. The He's best a good dog. boy. The best dog. Right. Yeah, check the show out if you're uh, up for it. But it's, uh, she's a rough one. Yeah, thanks for. Thanks for, if you're still listening, thanks for getting to this point. This thanks was, for voting for this one, by the way. Aaron's mad at me. No, for, I'm not Aaron's mad. Aaron's been mad at me it's for the past like, three weeks about it. No, I'm not mad. It's just, I knew that it was going to be a hard show to watch. And I also knew that it was going to be a hard discussion and a hard episode to record. So, you know, I just, yeah. I broke him in julep class. <laughs> we've, we've done so much for you people. <laughs> Give us five stars. 